All right, three, two, and one. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. This is your host, C.B. Baker. We are in the coming out of entering phase one of the COVID um, yeah, coronavirus uh, reopening phase. I feel good about coming weeks and getting back into church and, and seeing people and, and seeing how worshiping social distancing will, will uh, happen. Mm -hmm. Now, moving on to our topic, which with social distancing, you shouldn't have too much uh, more worried about is the Me Too movement. And, um, you know, we wanted to, to have a good discussion on how things are going with Me Too movement. Has it gone too far? Is it just right? Or is it for some people who might think it's not enough? Mm -hmm. So that's what we're going to talk about today, Dr. Daniels. So what's your thoughts? Well, you know, I think um, you know, one of the things that <clears throat> comes to my mind is the issue with uh, Vice President Biden. You know, I mean, one of the things that keeps being brought up, and I, I'm sad that it probably will end up being a debate um, as we move forward in the election process, is uh, a, a young, oh, she's no longer a young woman, but a woman came up and said that um, Vice President Biden, back when he was a senator, um, accosted her, so sexually harassed her. She said sexually assaulted her. And, and so the question has come up by a lot of people is, well, should we believe her? He's, he denies it categorically. Should we believe him? And so you have um, the, the Me Too movement that's saying anytime a woman alleges that she has been accosted, sexual harassment, sexual assault, what have you, that she should just be believed and that the man should automatically be thought to be a liar if he denies it. I, I think that, that we've gotten to a point where we have overstepped our boundaries. You know, granted in the past, I think people were hesitant to believe the woman. Yeah, you know, look at the um, Clarence Thomas and Anita uh, Hill situation, right. where they, the questions they asked her were leading one to believe that most of people were just saying they thought she was just out and out lying. Now, whether she was or not, we don't know. Of course, Clarence Thomas categorically said she was lying. Um, and I don't, we don't know. But what I do think is now we've gotten to a place where if a woman accuses you, you it's automatically presumed that she is not lying and the man is lying. And I think that we have to kind of step back a little bit and see, well, wh where do we actually place both individuals? I mean, if we go by the letter of the law, everybody is presumed innocent until right. proven guilty. Right. So we just should not just assume that the man is guilty. And that's what I'm afraid of, is that there are going to be a lot of people that's going to presume that Biden is guilty, regardless of what any evidence says or lack of evidence says. Yeah, that is the, the major issue with that. And also another issue is the, the lack of follow-up with a lot of the, the Me Too situation. Mm -hmm. You hear about it, but then you never you don't hear the follow-up. You know, like with Russell Simmons. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like he got accused, but then and then he you know resigned, stepped off the board for um, uh, I think it was Def Jam, mm -hmm. and but you didn't hear anything else. Yeah. Like you don't hear anything else now. You know, unfortunately or fortunately for Biden, he's running for president. So we're gonna keep hearing about it until it most likely to be a resolution well, to well, whether or not he gets if he gets elected president, right? We probably won't hear it anymore, right? Uh, right. 
Oh, I take that back. Even if he's not elected president, we won't hear it anymore. Right. It will. It will just fade <laughs> off and fade to black, so to speak. Right. And we won't know if he's did it or he hasn't done it. But the allegation is one that, to me, raises some questions. Um, as I say, you know, in in most cases now, it is believe the person irrespective. I just think that that's taking it a little bit too far. Yeah. You know. Even if you if you think about our um, lieutenant governor as another example, you know um, that was accused by this young woman um, of sexually assaulting her. Now you know I don't necessarily want to go through all of the details of it uh, because it was graphic testimony actually given on TV, but her testimony to me seems somewhat suspect. Now I'm not saying that she lied. Um, what I'm saying is that, and uh, maybe I should just say it so people will know what I'm talking about. Here was the, 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 the she, she was interviewed on TV, and the young woman said that her and the lieutenant governor, that uh, during a campaign, this was before he was a lieutenant governor, um, that um, th they had a consensual date, right. right? And that she goes to his room consensually, right. and that they are, you know, caressing and they are kissing consensually. And she says that then um, they engage um, in um, oral, um, or, or, you know, or, or, or oral representation of intimacy, and that she um, wanted to say stop but couldn't, and so he did not stop, and that she classified as you know sexual assault. I don't understand how it can be sexual assault if you want to say stop, but you couldn't or didn't. Right. Her reasoning for saying, and I'm not saying this to be jokingly, but this is what it came across. Her reasoning for not being able to say stop was her mouth was full. Right. Well, you, my thing would be you couldn't figure out that you wanted not to be a part of this up until that point. You didn't know you know, it, it, that, that, see, that to me raises some questions. Right. And if that's the case, why all of a sudden now was that an issue? Uh, and I, to me, it's the same thing I look at with, 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 with Joe Biden is that this is something that happened years and years ago. Why didn't this come up when he was um, the vice president? Right. Why, why all of a sudden now is this such a, a huge issue? That to me, it begs the, the question: Is why are you bringing it up? Yeah, it's the, the why factor is really what clouds everything up, and it's also the reason why I think the Me Too, the Me Too movement doesn't get as far as it should as a movement because you've got situations like this is coming up where it's years later. And then you're like, well, why? Then the question comes up: Then why did it take you so long? Then you got, then you got to go through the whole discussion process of, you know, how the person felt. Then you got mm -hmm. the mental health aspect of it. So then you, then you go off into the weeds to the point that now it's like, okay, now when somebody, I like, if it happens, you need to say something relatively fast, in my opinion. I agree. I, you know, and I think you know a lot of women will say that they don't say something because they have a fear of retribution, or they at that time there's an uncomfortable, uncomfortable addressing issue. And I and I get that. You know, I'm I'm sure we all have been in situations where we felt uneasy and just kind of said, "I'll let it go." You know, 
Um, but sometimes I, what I've noticed is that, that they'll ask the question, but did you say anything at that time? Right. And the person will say, well, yeah, I told my sister or I told my best friend or I told my mother. But if you, if, 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 if it didn't progress then, then the question is why would it progress? Why would 30 years later, your recollection of what happened changed so much. If, if initially when it happens, it was just the person said something that you thought was out of character. And then as time progressed, it's now a sexual assault. How do you get from he said something to a sexual assault? And, and, and what is the likelihood of the assault happening in a public place? Because she said this happened in a very public place. So what's the likelihood of a senator sexually assaulting you in a place that's heavily traveled? Yeah. You know, that there's, there's all that kind of stuff going on. And, and, if it, and, and if it has been litigated, and that's the other thing that I say, if it has been litigated, let's just say for the sake of argument that it really happened. If it was litigated and, and it's over with 30 years ago, why are you bringing it up now? Right. You know, what's the valid point of bringing it right. up now? If, 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 if a person, if a person um, does a crime and they pay the price for the crime, why do we try to make them suffer forever? You know, it, right. and that's what I'm, that's another thing. It, you know, it, it, to me, it just seems like that we want to just totally destroy people as opposed to saying we want to correct the behavior. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it's sometimes it feels like a witch hunt, you know, and, and, um, and hidden agendas behind it, mm -hmm. behind all of it, which I, you know, I go back to saying, which is really what's killing the actual Me Too movement is people doing it with alternative, alternative motives behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it, you know, when it was really hot and heavy with the Me Too movement, it got to the point where, you know, I wouldn't even like hug a female at work. Mm -hmm. You know, I had already in my job had already set up parameters where if I met with a female employee, I would have the door would be open. Mm -hmm. I would never, you know, have the door closed. The door would be open. And then. Now I got to now it's to the point now where if I meet with a female employee, I got a human resources right. is in the room. Sure, you know, as being the CEO and the owner of the business, I'm always in protection, you know, of myself. And, and I mean, to me, it's sad. Right, I think it's sad, I mean, and I, I don't want any any of our, our our female listeners to think that you know we're trying to bash women or that we're saying that women are liars. Because that's not what I'm saying. I know that's not what you're saying. But I think it's sad when we get to the point where people can't be human. And I think that's where we're right. getting to. It's where you can't be human. You know, when I was um, um, early on in my um, career with the federal government, I was a sexual harassment counselor. And they did, at that time, sexual harassment was defined as unsolicited and unwanted sexual advancements of any kind. Now, that also extended to if I was in a private office, if I had a picture of, let's say, cheerleaders on, you know, on my door or something inside right. the office, if one of my employees came in and said, that picture makes me feel uncomfortable, 
I had to take it down because that was ruled as sexual harassment. Now, to me, that made no sense because if I go in your office and you have a picture of, let's say, your father-in-law, I can't tell you that picture makes me uncomfortable and you take it down. Right. But it, it both make me uncomfortable. So, I mean, to me, because it's a private, you know, it's, although I, I shouldn't say a private office, but it's a private office. It's a public entity, but it's, it's a private right. office. I think we're taking it too far. How can a picture of a cheerleader make you uncomfortable when cheerleaders are in the public forum? Right. You, you know, they're, they're, they're at football games or at basketball games. It's like at the Super Bowl when it was uncomfortable because of what J. Lo did, you know, on right, stage. Right. Stuff. Like, it's, it's a public forum, right? right? And so that to me, it kind of like, it, you're taking a little bit too far. The other thing is this, let's say, you know, it's a single woman that, that works in your employment and there's a single man. How does the man know ahead of time that if he asked the lady out on a date, she won't like the idea? Yeah, there's no way of knowing. No way of knowing it. Right. But if he asked her out on a date, she can file a charge for sexual harassment. Right. Because she can say that I didn't want it and I didn't solicit it and therefore he harassed me. Now, there are many office romances that start, blossom, and people actually get married in right. office romances. But in today's climate, right. you you couldn't even ask, you know, you couldn't even just in, innocently say to another female, hey listen, you know, after work today, Rather than just going home, let's just go to uh, First Fridays, you right. know, and, and have a drink, or, you know, and, right. you know, eat some water, whatever, just to relax and then we'll go home. Because even though it's totally innocent, even though you would have no uh, sexual uh, thoughts about the person, they could say that's sexual harassment. Right. You know, which to me is carrying things a little bit too far because I don't know it is unwanted until you tell me it's unwanted. Right. Now, if you tell me and I keep doing it, then I think we've got a problem. But, you know, I, I, at some point, we have to be, allow people to be human and without fear that everything I say or do is going to bring us down. Or else we'd just be too segregated in our work environment and in life in general. Yeah, I, I can tell you from a business owner that one of the things that I really dread is when somebody walks in my office and says, such and such, you know, such and such, such mm -hmm. um, ask me out and, really, and I feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Right then I already know, it's so, okay, now we got to maneuver around some stuff. How do you not get sued? How does, you know, how you, you, know, how you keep the drama down? Like, then you got to find, they got to do a formal investigation of everything. Sure. Then you get, you know, you're getting statements from everybody. It's like literally, and then when you come to find out half the time it was a, it's a Two minute conversation, you know, like on what you said. Somebody asked the person out; they ain't want to, you know. But then they're like, "Well, um, mm -hmm. I don't want the situation to go sideways, or I, you know, so I'm gonna go report this." Mm -hmm. And then thinking they're not getting the person in trouble, but when you do that, well, and it's and it's, and it's, it's, it's livelihood. I mean, when I say trouble, it's it's livelihood. Every, every I want to say every manager. I think most managers that that manage a reasonable amount of people have had themselves in a situation where someone has come to them and said, you know, I need to report this because of, you know, sexual harassment, sexual intimidation, what have you. Right. Now, 
the, 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 the thing is this, the person that in some organization, the organization that I work for, it was a zero tolerance. And even where I'm at now, of course, I have a zero tolerance and I needed to protect the organization. Right. Zero tolerance, which meant if someone accused you, I had no choice but to get rid of you. Now that's, to, you know, in my way of thinking, is not something I wanted to do. Right, right. But I had no choice in the matter because it was a zero tolerance. Right. I had, I had to go, I had to, I had to presume that the woman did it because something really happens. But how do I know whether or not she just doesn't like that person, is upset with that person for some reason, right. and is doing this to get back at them? Mm-hmm. How do I know she doesn't want their job? Yeah. And is hoping that they will get removed so that she can get their job. Right. And I got to tell you, in some cases, that's what was really in my mind. That you know, I kind of know this guy. You know, I mean, I've been—he's been working for right. me for a long time. It doesn't fit his method, yep. you know, of operation. So why would he all of a sudden, you know, approach you that way? Uh, but my, but I have no choice, you know. Um, and that's the thing that to me has become frightening because you pay with people's livelihood when you have to now fire them or when you have to now remove them from a position or transfer them out to somewhere else that they've worked hard to get to. Now, once I transfer you out, or once I do get rid of you, that now has to, that, that's permanent in, in, from the standpoint of being under my employment. So now the record is stating that's why you got transferred. Right. Or that's why you got removed. So anytime someone calls HR for a recommendation, <laughs> HR is not me. Right. They don't know all the details. All they're gonna do is open up the file right. and say, the reason why the person got transferred or the way my person got you know, dismissed was X, Y, Z. And what does that mean for them? They're not going to get reemployed anywhere else because nobody's going to employ them. Right. It also means that they file for unemployment. They're not going to get the unemployment benefit. All right, which is a, in the whole grand scheme of things, you basically convicted this person in the workforce arena without any type of trial. Because that's what you protecting the company. Protecting the organization and it's right, well, and protecting self. Yeah, <laughs> but but I you know, but I can say you know without repeating myself, I just think we we we've taken it too far. Yeah, it, we have taken it too far, and we've taken it too far. And I and I will say again, the the people suffering from it is the ones that really needed it. Oh, like when you have a whole gymnastics team gets sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. The entire team, you know, that's that's like that's saying a lot. And we're we're talking about over years. Sure. You know, the situation with the Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I was talking with my wife and she was like, oh, yeah, I'll never send Cameron to the Boy Scouts. You know, to you know, to be part mm-hmm. of Boy Scouts, or if he went to camp, I'm gonna make sure I'm one of the people. You will be going to the camp, and I've been you know football camps. I went to plenty of camps over the summer. Nothing like that, even remotely, even came close to happening. Sure. But I understand where she's coming from, like you know, with the situation with the Boy Scouts. But now you're gonna took that situation was happening with the Boy Scouts, and then spread it across like peanut butter on a piece of bread all the way across everything and said, we ain't going to no camps. And even Boy Scouts. Um, It's not like that every 
the scout leader. Right. Is a pedophile. Right. Because that's not true. Right. You know, but because of those incidents, it, it now puts a bad light on all of them. That's why, you know, something that, you know, to me, it, it, it's kind of going a little bit over the edge. I hate that it's going to hurt. Uh, I, I, I fear it's going to hurt Biden. That bothers me. And, and I, I, I throw something out at, because, you know, most of our listeners are grown folk. So I'll throw one, thing, one more thing out there. Think about Mike Tyson. You know, think about Mike Tyson. Now, Mike Tyson is accused of rape of that woman, right? Right. Um, but what happened? And I'm throwing this out as a question. If you if 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 if, uh, if you were to tell the story, what about that story would lead you to think it was rape? Yeah, I you know I got my own thoughts on, and that one I'm not going to say into a mic, but we all to the picture like this. Well, say it in a in a, in a way that you know <laughs> don't don't hurt church folk feelings. Right. It, the story. Well, I think it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. Yes. Yes. He invited her to the room at 2 o'clock in the morning. And most grown folks know the only thing open out the midnight. It is what it is. It is what it is. Right. It is what it is. So now, whether or not she got in there and had a change of heart, because mm-hmm. what we know, what you, what you said was critical. What we do not know. Now, what we know now about Mike Tyson and how wild he was back then. There's no telling when she walked through the door what was going on in that room. Mm -hmm. Right? So I don't know. Like, I have shifted a little bit on my feelings about it because now I know from admission from Mike Tyson how wild he was back in those days. But the the key point is, we don't know, but he went to jail for four years, quite possibly robbed of the best fighting, best fighting years that we, you know, you know, it, it's just how can I put this? I wish I tell people don't put yourself in a situation where truth sounds like a lie. So what I'm saying, which truth? Any like the, the, the no, truth I mean with them too? Which truth? Mike's truth or her truth? Mike's truth because Mike's truth. He said, I invited her up to the room. Right. We had, did she leave right after? I, no. At that point, I can't remember. Here's the thing. you I mean, I agree with your premise, but that's why I say it's gone too far based on what you just said. Because Mike's truth, right, made sense. Her truth did too, but his made sense. So, if you put it in today's thing, right, what if your son, goes out on prom day. Right. On prom night, oftentimes, yeah. you know, right, right. kids do what kids do. Right. What should your son do? Um, have a video recording to validate, <laughs> you know, that it, right. you know that, that, that she did say it's okay for me to kiss you. She did say it's okay for you know, what should he do? You know, I mean, you know, it, if if you invite a woman to your hotel room at, at you know he at the midnight, you're not inviting her to dinner. That's number one. Right. There's not dinner involved. Mike says that 
because it was uncomfortable for her, that's when the issue of, you know, rape came up. But nothing came up out of her mouth while they were there. And so she gets back into the limousine. Limousine takes her back, and he doesn't go with her. You know, so it's like, you know, I'm the head what I want from you. you know, that's it. I've listened to Mike interviewed about maybe a year or so ago and, and talking about his life in general. He still says that as wild as he was, he says, I never did what she said. It was always consensual. He said, I've never disrespected a woman like that. Right. He said, because I never had to. Right. He says, actually, I'm shy. He says, now, I, I, I fight like I'm wild, but that's, 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 that's the me right. that I use for this persona. Right. Um, and he talks about, of course, his wife, Robin Givens, and some things that happened with them, too. And I believe Mike over Robin Givens as well, because of what she said just doesn't register to me. If Mike punched you, you don't just be sitting beside him with your face looking like, you know, you just right. stepped off a magazine cover. Right. That's a whole other ball game. I, I guess what a, you know, when I look at it, when I look at Mike's situation, I'm not saying Mike did not force himself on her. Right. Who knows? Right. It just would seem to me that there is some reasonable doubt. Yeah. There's some reasonable doubt. And so just like Mike has an obligation, as you said, to don't put yourself in a situation, doesn't it work both ways? Yes, it you does. Know, shouldn't a reasonable woman recognize that if a man invites you to his hotel room, which is really a bedroom, that, that there is a reason why? I mean, couldn't y'all have met in the lobby area, which they did originally. You know, it's not like they started out in the bedroom. Right. But couldn't you have stayed in the lobby area and talked to him and, you know, whatever, and then just said, well, okay, Thank you and, and gone. So to me, that that truth works both ways. You, you know, um, and I, I, I'll give you a quick example. I know our time is running out or ran out. So <laughs> let me give you a quick example of what I'm talking about. And this is a true story. There's a minister that um, did marriage counseling for a couple. The way he did his counseling, generally speaking, was he would counsel each party separate and then counsel them together. Now, um, he, so he goes through all his counseling. He performs the marriage ceremony. Um, they come back from the honeymoon and all. And about two months later, he gets arrested for rape. What? Yes. The bride says when they did the individual counseling, he raped her. He says, no, I didn't. She says, yes, he did. Now, whether or not he did, who knows? Right. But this thing was this. I had a secretary sitting outside. This woman never said, yelled out, this man is raping me to my secretary. I counseled her and then I counseled her husband separate. She never told her husband that I raped her. Right. I counseled them together. She kept coming to my counseling sessions. Right. I performed the wedding ceremony. Right. Now, I'm not saying he didn't that he didn't rape her. All I'm saying is, I can't imagine it from you know where I sit. Right. If someone did that to me, me staying and going through all that with them. So you know, he may have, he may not. All I can say is that sometimes if it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, swims and flies, it is a duck. Right. 
And so sometimes if it looks like everything was consensual, why do we just jump on the bandwagon and say, no, it was not? So what happened with the, um, the counselor? The pre preacher, oh, he was, he was convicted of rape. Wow. Yes, he was convicted of rape. That's a shame. But, you know, that goes, you know, in the field of mental health, when you go see a counselor, a lot of them have cameras now mm -hmm. that film the entire session because of stuff like that. Absolutely. And that's why I tell all of our ministers that are male, do not go to a female's house by yourself. Don't even go to the hospital in that room by yourself and close that door. Right. Don't do it. Because not saying they will do anything or say anything, but like you said earlier, you don't want to put yourself in a position where somebody can. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you got anything else before we close out? Well, just want to remind people that, you know, we're in stage one of, of uh, moving beyond COVID-19. So, listen, uh, Sunday, uh, we're going to be uh, back in service again. So, I just encourage people, you know, uh, we won't be able to accommodate everybody. Uh, but um, if you're tired of sitting in the house and you want to get some corporate worship on, come on out. All right. Thank you all so much for joining us. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Till next time.